0: Welcome to Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart Mistress Elisa, welcome to another edition of Heart and Soul. Today we are going to be talking about what you want versus what you need. Of course, since I am a professional and lifestyle dominatrix, I am usually speaking to individuals who are involved in the lifestyle, but this advice. These conversations Can also be pretty helpful For individuals who are Considering BDSM Who are addicted to porn Sex, masturbation Who are dabbling And finding themselves slipping This advice can actually Be helpful to any Of you who are interested In BDSM Or kink period So Let's look at what's happening in BDSM. I mean, for the most part, it's pretty damn obvious. Uh, A man comes to BDSM because he's horny and he wants to get off. The, The tricky thing about BDSM as it relates to dominatrices, plural for dominatrix, and submissive men is that it can become something of a game. So the man is coming to the dom saying, I want to submit to you. I need this. I really need this in my life. And then as soon as he gets what he wants, let's say he sees her ass, sees her tits, he gets off, he empties his bank account. As soon as he gets what he wants, he loses interest. And I get these kinds of calls so much. I will interview the seemingly submissive male, and I say, what are you doing here? Why are you here? What are you doing in the lifestyle? What are you looking for? What's missing? I will ask these types of questions, and before I take the person on as a submissive, um, or before there's any type of play, I'm going to require... That he opens himself to me so that I can understand what his space and what his world is like. Why do I do that? Because you simply cannot trust a horny man. A man who is horny will say absolutely anything to get off. He will say he loves you. He will say he will move in with you. He will say you can have that trip or that car. He will promise you the fucking world as long as you get his dick off. And then as soon as he gets off, there's his, um the cloud is removed and he's seeing clearly. And he's going, what in the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this again? Many times he's going to be filled with feelings of shame, doubt, embarrassment. Um, Did I say guilt? Extreme guilt. Especially if he's married and he's thinking about how he's maxing out his credit card and, you know, all of these things. He's thinking about life circumstances. Why is he risking outing himself at work? Why is he risking his physical health? Yeah, men will actually do that, going out to, um, you know, the bookstores and the video stores and engaging in all sorts of unsafe sexual activities with strange men, not knowing what you are exposing yourself to and or your wife and your family. Listen, what do you want versus what you need? The thing that men need to realize is when you are thinking about what you want and you translate that to yourself as if it were a need, you're lying to yourself. When your dick is talking to you, we've talked about this before, your dick is lying to you. And this is especially true for the individual who is, um, you know, having issues with addiction, if you are having any sort of problems with addiction, you need to know that your dick is lying to you, period. Because what happens as soon as your dick gets what it wants? It's bored. Um, maybe she gained a little bit of weight. She's not as hot as she was at the beginning. She's not keeping it spicy enough for me. You know, her ass is not as tight as it used to be. You will blame her to pieces. And what you do is you bounce from one person to another, to another, to another. You're married. You've been married three or four times. You blame the institution of marriage and then just settle on having lots of girlfriends. But you're not faithful to any of them. So you've you've had a string of marriages. You have had a longer stream of girlfriends and or boyfriends. And then you're still coming to BDSM saying, I need variety. I need excitement. I need fun. I need this kind of woman. And you know what? What you really need is to come to my front door because I'm going to get to the bottom of that mess that you have created. I want to know what your history is, what your patterns are. I want to hear you speak your truth to me, and I want to hear you try to convince me that you know what you want and that once you get what you want, it's someone else's fault that you're no longer happy with it. You're like the child who has, you know, begged for this Christmas toy And then as soon as you get it, 15 minutes later, it's over in a heap in the corner. But, you know, the difference between the child with the plastic heap of toys and the grown man is that you have invested in your life. You have invested in your career. You have invested in other people's lives. And more than likely, you are responsible for other human beings in this world. Whether or not you have committed to someone in marriage or in a committed relationship or you have reproduced, you're not playing around with a plastic heap of toys anymore. This is real life. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. So what's the difference between what you want and what you need? As you can tell, this is not one of those um, user-friendly conversations that is full of a message of hope and, um, you know, it's not a feel-good message. This is a wake-up message because the trends that I'm seeing in BDSM are growing at an alarming rate it's alarming the number of people who are throwing their lives away and you know what if you want to throw your life away okay i mean it's it's a shame because there are so many people who are struggling to survive and to see you or anyone throw their lives away it's frustrating it's irritating it makes me angry When I see the number of men who have worked and built something and who have established themselves and who will throw it all away just for the sake of sexual pleasure. It's ridiculous. What do you want versus what you need? When you say that you need a tighter ass, you need bigger tits or someone who has bigger tits. When you say that you need this fetish, you need excitement, you need variety. When you say that to me, one of the first things that I'm going to ask you is, is it worth it? And let me say this, I will oftentimes require the individual to call me within 15 or 20 minutes of jerking off. I require that you jerk off before you come to my counseling line. Now, I'm not speaking to you as a dominatrix here. I'm speaking to you as a counselor, as a dominant counselor. So if you're coming to me for training or play, that's a totally different conversation. But for those who come to me for counseling, I go into counseling mode with you. You know, and it's interesting because to this day, I have an individual who calls me on my tease and denial line or one of my sexual, like, training or fun lines, and he wants to have fun. And I'm saying, Nope, you've already contacted me telling me your story and how sad your story is. You have asked for counseling. There's no going back from that. There's no. I'm going to have fun with you and show you the time of your life when you have told me that you are addicted. I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. That means I'm going to hang up on you and tell you not to call this line anymore. When a client comes to me, I ask them questions for 15 to 20 minutes. And if he's particularly closed off, and those walls are up, then that introductory call of nothing but questions could go into 30, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour, because some people are so close off, and they're so, they're so prone to processing everything through their dicks. It's a problem, and so sometimes I have to work a little bit harder to get the big picture, You know, how's your marriage? Oh, my marriage is fine. It's perfect. You know, I love my wife. Things are great. She loves me. And then as I start talking to him, well, he cheated on her. She cheated on him. They're not swinging. They do not have an open relationship. His feelings are hurt that she cheated on him, but he cheated on her first. And, you know, their home is breaking up. So why are you coming to BDSM to get off when obviously You need so much more. You need to figure out what your role is in your failing marriage. You need to figure out what your role is in the fact that your children are acting up and getting expelled. And your daughter is being promiscuous because she never learned what she needed to learn from daddy. So she's 14 years old and, you know, she's got on hoochie pants all over YouTube or something. You know, and these men will want to blame the daughter or the son or the wife. And I am there to hold up the mirror and say, have you been in pursuit of what you want? Or have you been in pursuit of what you need? Because what you really need is to get your act together. And, you know, Sexual pleasure can be a part of the act, getting your act together. But when sexual pleasure becomes the main pursuit in your life, it, it's akin to a cult. You know, when we hear the word cult, our the red flags go up and we go, oh, yeah, I know how crazy those people can be. Oh, yeah, I I know what's going on there. Yeah, they're brainwashed. Oh, yeah, they're not able to see clearly. They think they see clearly, but we can see clearly. Those of us who are not in the cult can see what's really going on. A man who is so enthralled with his fucking cock that he cannot see or process anything else in life. Might as well be in a cult. It's a cult of self. It's a cult of dick. It's a cult of sexual pleasure. It's a cult of selfishness. It's a cult of the ridiculous, of the absurd. It's a cult of one who is unwilling to look in the mirror, see what's there, and deal with it. I ask the same questions over and over and over What are you running from? What are you afraid of? What are you running from? What are you afraid of? What are you running from? What are you afraid of? Because if you have been conditioned to process every human emotion through your penis, you're running. You may think that you're running towards something, but... I argue that you're running away from something. You're running away from yourself. You don't want to see who you really are, what you're truly battling, what you're really up against. Maybe you don't want to see who you really are. What are you running from? What are you afraid of? I hear the words bored a lot or boredom, and it's interesting because I I think I've heard this term so much that I find myself using it. I go, oh, I'm bored, and I'm like, wait a minute. That's not really what's happening here. Embracing the word bored or boredom um, is is pretty much a cop-out. You know, if you're going to choose to relax or choose to have fun, if you're going to choose to pursue something or someone else, then that is a choice. But to say I am bored, to say my life is full of boredom, then what you're doing is not accepting responsibility for your life. What you're doing is projecting your happiness onto another person. You know, you've gone through 15 or 50 cam girls, and they each bore you. You've gone through three marriages, and each of your wives has bored you. You convince yourself that you need this fetish and that fetish and then this fetish and then that fetish. And none of the fetishes excite you after two or three days, after one or two sessions, at the most a few weeks, two to three weeks at the most. But usually the progression with addiction is that the time period between starting a new fetish or fantasizing about it at least and growing bored with it, that honeymoon phase grows shorter and shorter and shorter to the point that you will try something one time, and then you're like, I need more. Here is one progression that I see quite a bit. Men who are alpha and who really want something that balances out the alpha life that they live they want what they say they want or actually what they say they need is they need to submit. Okay. Sometimes there is truly a need to submit and submitting is not just about sexual pleasure. Sexual pleasure is a part of it. But what an alpha male is saying um, many times when he's saying I need to submit is I need to take my Superman cape off. I need to not be in charge. I need for someone to take care of me. I need for someone to reach inside of me and pull my truth out and show it to me or expose it to me because I'm too afraid to do it on my own. I need a place where I can just relax and I can just be and where I'm not responsible for making the world go round and around and around. You see, if you were self-aware enough, you could tell me or yourself or your partner what you needed. But because you've been so conditioned to processing things through your dick, you will translate that need into something sexual. Tighter ass, bigger tits, bigger lips, bigger hair. You know, she's walking around naked or she's younger or she's even younger or she's way too young and your ass needs to be in jail yeah what do you want versus what you need here's the progression that i will see most frequently this is the one that i see um a man is looking for something more exciting and so he says i want you to humiliate me all right so The dom can call him names. I don't do this, by the way, at least not anymore. I realize that what goes around comes around. So I do not degrade and humiliate and call men names and destroy their spirits. I don't do that. But I want to be humiliated. I want you to put me in my place. Well, I can do that. I can put you in your place. I can hold up the mirror and not let you squirm out of my grasp and make you face what you're doing and who you are, I can show you how humble you need to be when you're facing the truth of who you are and what you're doing, not only to yourself, but to your family, to your career. Yeah, that's true humility. That is a truly humbling experience. But that's not what he's looking for. What he wants is for you to call him names for a little while, Make his dick hard. You know, the world has been bowing at his feet. And and now there's this dominant woman who's telling him what a piece of crap he is. And that excites him because it's different. It's taboo. It's something that someone in his real life would never, never even think about doing. And this is particularly true for the power brokers, doctors, lawyers, judges. I get more lawyers than anything. Doctors, lawyers, judges, um, CEOs, politicians, this scenario is particularly true for those individuals. Okay, so it goes from forced, I'm using air quotes, forced humiliation, and then maybe he wants a forced buy scenario. Where the dom uses a strap-on, she takes him from behind, and this is pushing things a little bit further. She's gone from calling him names to fucking him. That is taboo in and of itself for him, because he has been taught that being gay is wrong. You know, whether it's family or culture, society, religion, this is wrong, and he's doing something that's wrong. And so... It's taboo, and it excites him. But that's only going to work for a few more sessions. Maybe he wants to wear women's clothing and now embrace his feminine side while he's being fucked in the ass, while he's being called names. Ah, that did it. Yeah, this is his truth. This is what he really needs. Yeah, but you know how the story goes. He's not pleased with that for too long because now he's fully sliding down the rabbit hole. There's no turning back because he's not self-aware. He has no idea what he's doing, why he's doing it. He's not in touch with self. And he's saying that this is what he needs, but it's what his dick wants in that moment. And as soon as it's over, he's dealing with all sorts of emotions that he now has to find a way to escape until the next session, you know, until it's time to whip out that credit card and pay someone to pretend to take control again. Mm. So now he's bending over, taking a plastic dick, and he's wearing panties. Maybe he's got a wig on. Maybe he's wearing lipstick. Maybe he has fully embraced dressing up. Well, now he wants to be pimped out, and I'm not exaggerating. Now he wants to be pimped out. He wants the doms' um, girlfriends to come in, the, the other doms to come in, or he wants other men to come in and see his shame. And it's through this shame and humiliation that he gets even more of a sexual high But what he's forgetting in that moment is that right after that sexual high, right after that release, whether there is a physical release or not, that's a mistake that men make. They go, oh, well, no, I'm truly submissive because I didn't really need a physical release. But you still got what you wanted. And actually, the fact that you didn't release doesn't make you submissive. What it means is you have become so desensitized Um, That living in a normal sexual space Without that sexual tension Is boring and depressing for you It means you don't know how to cope With just being in life You have to stay in this state Of constant sexual arousal In order to feel alive In order to feel okay Hmm it doesn't mean that you're submissive because you didn't have release. It could be a sign of a, a deeper addiction. I'm walking you through a scenario now that I see quite a bit. And, you know, as you progress through this scenario, you get all kinds of questions about sexuality and Um, Sexual identity There's so much talk today About pansexuals, transsexuals, transgenders And one of the things that's happening with BDSM Is because men are exploring and chasing their dicks They are exploring these titles As if they were their truths Many of these men are not transsexual or transgender. Many of them are not gay. Many of them have simply gotten lost because they followed the call of their dick. And they thought that what their dick was dictating to them was what they needed. It's not. It's what you wanted. How does a man get here? He gets to this point. By refusing to be self-aware, by refusing to tell the truth to himself and to others. You have a responsibility to tell the truth, not only to yourself, but to the other person that you're interacting with. How on earth can you expect fulfillment or satisfaction, um, a, a sense of completion or wholeness, when everything about what you're doing is a lie? Your marriage is a lie. Your, your, your sexual identity, your um, way of expressing yourself sexually, um, you know, the way that you spend your spare time versus what other people think you're doing. You know, they think you're praying or they think that you're, you know, involved in a nonprofit. They think you're traveling for fun, but really you're going to Thailand you know, to fool around with little girls. Come on. If you're lying to yourself, you're lying to others. How on earth can you find fulfillment when you're chasing what you want as opposed to what you need? Chasing what you want gets you nowhere. Why aren't you wanting what you need? Why aren't you wanting the things that give you fulfillment? Why aren't you wanting the things that bring you wholeness? The the things that would have you in pursuit of a life to be proud of. Not a life that seems like you're proud of it. You know, not something that your neighbors can be jealous of, but something that you yourself are proud of. I'm going to end the podcast here now. If you would like more information about my services, feel free to visit me at www.alisacoaches.com. All right, guys. So here, let's see if we can. I always have a hard time with this. There we go. There's some music. So this is Mistress Alisa. I've enjoyed once again speaking with you from my heart and soul because it truly is only when we deal with issues of the heart and soul that we're able to live fulfilling lives. Thank you for tuning in again. we will see you next time. Visit alisacoaches.com for more information. A-L-I-S-A-C-O-A-C-H-E-S.com.